Hello and welcome to The Average Initiative, the average podcast by average guys that know an average amount about an average amount. And we're going to talk about it anyway. My name is Lewis. And I'm an average amount of George. Hello. Well, so what's an over-average amount? Um, oh, you've got to wait till Friday night to see that. Oh. Well, at the minute, <laughs> I have a cold. So, like, this is very below average George at the minute. He's very subdued. No, you're um, selling yourself short, mate. Yeah, all right. I get it. I'm little, all right? You have to keep reminding me. <laughs> You are so I like how, little. I like how before you record, your voice is completely different. The second you go right within the show, you go, you talk like up here, and then you go, hello, welcome to the average initiative, <laughs> the average podcast. And you drop into like a proper Barry White, like deep voice. Like, Do hey. I? I didn't even realize. Yeah, only slightly, but you, you can definitely hear the difference between. I think, I think it's because I'm like concentrating on so hard of saying the right words. Hmm. So you know, no, now you sound normal. It's just for the intro. You can you go like, okay, here we go. Welcome to the average initiative, the average podcast hosted by two average guys. Do you know what else I think it is? I think it's because the first few episodes we did, I always peaked like massively when I said the first word. Like, you hello, peaked at the show when we talked like, about the Snyder Cut. Yeah, our least played episode. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's the uh, the one about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Mm. What was our best episode? Is it? Yeah. it is the, the the most played episodes, the non-Marvel and DC superhero movies. That's By it. quite a big margin. Yeah, so everyone go and listen to the other ones and yeah. you know, boost those numbers. Or just run up that one episode. <laughs> we don't mind. Yeah, we'll just be known for that. We'll be known for Sky High, The Incredibles and everything else and the other <laughs> films Lewis talked about. I can't even remember. Anyway, if you're um, a new listener and you've made it this far in, this is a show by two guys that know a little bit about a little bit of stuff, and we're going to talk about it anyway. So, you know, comics, TV shows, movies, games, eggs, bread, the works. Books? Oh, books too. Yeah, I always forget books. Especially today's episode. You say an average amount. Um, I literally just got done finishing or Prisoner of Azkaban. Well, like, I'm on the place. last chapter now. Yeah. Um, but I was just listening to Prisoner of Azkaban before we did See, this. You are such a fucking nerd. <gasps> how dare you sir speaking of which though what are we talking about today oh i'm very glad you asked lewis um today we're talking well we're finishing off the harry potter series so we're going to be covering books slash films five through seven slash eight so that's lord of the phoenix half blood prince and deathly hallows um so if you've seen those films we're going to try uh, we're going to try and focus more on the films this time uh, for not as long we're sorry everyone for last episode um yeah the last so episode was a real order of the phoenix you know what i'm saying yeah, because it was, I was going to say it was my least favourite, but I, it wasn't, that was just mean on both of us. <laughs> Which I feel like is a good way to kick off Goblet of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Goblet of Fire? Did we do no, that Order of Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, we did do that one. Order of oh, Phoenix. Oh. You know what? I thought, oh, that's a well good segue. And I went, oh no, we're doing the wrong film. We'll go oh, back to it. it and I'll make a joke segue. of how bad of a segue. Oh, oh I didn't even realise. Okay, what? Well, okay, we're gonna edit around this because that is a too good of a joke to mess up. So yeah, but yeah, now I feel like, like I want to leave this in. <laughs> this can be the like end the post credit scene. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. Uh, right. And speaking of Order of Phoenix, what a place to start. So Order of Phoenix, how do you feel about this film and book? Um, so the book when I read, I read it when I was let's say ten, and it took me the whole school year to read because I I just couldn't, I never fully got into it. But as a film, I, I quite enjoy it. And it, obviously it's the start of the sort of the David, is it David Yates? Yeah. David Yates era. So it's like this really sets the tone for the next four films or three films after this. Mm. So I, I quite enjoy it. I wouldn't say it's my favourite though. What about you? See, I, I kind of, 
was a bit the same with this. I was like, oh no, I like it because it's the whole kind of Dumbledore's army and all this. But again, I'm coming from a book perspective here quickly. On my after I read it the first time, I realized how much I dislike this book. Not because of like Umbridge or the stuff you're supposed to dislike. It's just in, in the book itself. Harry is just so angry with everyone. And I get that's his point. Like, you know, he's got this battle of like you know, the inner Voldemort thing. Oh, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen Harry Potter. If you haven't yeah. seen Harry Potter, then why are you here? No yeah, offense. it's like, not even, yeah, not even in a bit of like that. Why would you find interest in this? Yeah. Um, but there's like, you know, that's kind of the undercurrent is Harry is so angry at the year. But it's like to an extent where he's just losing it with well, his like, friends. Absolutely... Yeah, and he's like getting angry with Ron and Hermione for absolutely no reason without hearing them out. To the point they even have to, like, both of them sit down independently and be like, all right, look, my guy. Chill. Please, please your boots, stop mate. blaming us for everything. And it's yeah. like, the fact that they hang around, it shows how good friends they are. Yeah, but I suppose Ron's got some making up to do from the last film or book. True, but like Harry still treats him like shit. He so what you're saying is, book Harry is an arsehole and film Harry is a loser. Yeah, it's almost like these characters are flawed, so, you know, they've got room to grow, but, you know, but... <laughs> But from a film, I do enjoy that this one always... Okay, this is the weirdest thing I'm ever going to say. I'm only going to share it with you and these podcast listeners. Okay. This film, for some un- unknown reason... I feel like I, I know what you're going to say, is. but go on. Go on, what do you think I'm going to say? No, 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 I don't want to say it. You go. Because I can guarantee it's not going to Every time I just think of this film, right? Mm. So I think of the film poster, yep. and then for some reason, I always think of the Pokemon Jinx. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say at all. No, what does, no, what does no. that even mean? I just, I just. <laughs> Isn't the film poster just? It's like Harry, and then it's sort of like yeah, weirdly no. bluey, greeny kind of. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't think of like of the poster looking like. I just this film it just reminds just you always reminds me of Jinx. But like, okay, the most probably the most controversial Pokemon yeah. ever designed, um, hmm. but like. Every time I think of the poster, I just see a clip art of Jinx over the top of it, and I can't fathom why. I have I mean, no maybe, idea. What maybe when this, what year did this movie come out? Uh, 2008, I think. Huh? Is it 2008? Well, I'm, maybe. I do not know. But maybe around 2008 was the time that you were completing the Pokedex. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I, suppose, I know what you I mean, can... though. Like, certain things will just trigger certain memories in your mind. Yeah, and I have... But even from day one, from, like, when I saw this... Because I saw this film at the cinema with my cousins, the yeah. ones I lived with during uni. Um, and I don't, I don't know why. And, like, I know a couple of them were into Pokemon. We would play it together. But there's no... I can't think of any reason why I link these two hmm. things together. I just always do. Even now, even when I, I never see... But it works the other way around. I'll see Jinx at a playthrough, and I'll think, oh, <laughs> Order of Phoenix. All right. As if, as if that's just a normal thing to think. That, yeah, hmm. that's weird. I, I know what you mean though. Like those kind of connections, that things just make you think of stuff. Like how certain smells can remind you of something that had nothing to do with that yeah. thing, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It, 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 anyway, that was just a note I need to make about this film because <laughs> the only it's the only time it happens. It's not like I do it with like other films. It's only this yeah. one. And weird. I do enjoy this film. Though. I do think yeah. it's it's. I say it's one of the stronger ones. It's very. It's definitely in the top half. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I'm not even sure. It, I would put it perfectly middle, but I have absolutely yeah. no quarrels with it whatsoever. Yeah. I do find it weird, though, that it was the longest book, but the second shortest film. Mm. Or something that, something along those lines that I said last week that I don't remember. Yeah, because, I mean... It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a lot to it, to be honest. 
no i mean this is very much i mean the closest comparison is like almost like an avengers-esque thing like because it's the first assembling of the order obviously it's the first time you get to meet him so you're meeting like mad eye and tonks and lupin's back and they're living at sirius's house and like you know that like the first quarter of the book is all about living at grim old place with the order yeah. members and like seeing the life and then obviously you get dumbledore's army and you kind of get that kind of team building and that going on and then the big battle at the end at the ministry i don't um, feel like the film really explored that enough like you, you don't get the sense of this order of the phoenix in the in the film it's just you meet these people sitting in the dining room sort of thing mm. and and then that that's really it like yeah you don't get and the then the moment where they do show up yeah and you know there's a big reveal with Sirius is like get away from my godson he punches Lucius and then they all appear yeah and I think they wanted like a big like again like, a, a, like almost like an Avengers Endgame like an, yeah, like oh my god like, oh, here, yeah, comes, here comes the cavalry you're just like but oh there's these guys these that we met a few few minutes ago like we saw Sirius for a bit in the third film for one minute in the fourth film and now suddenly we're supposed to care about this guy like yeah but like even the way it's shot like that battle where they will appear all you do too is see them apparate and a couple of them get a moment like Mad Eye does a thing where he stomps his staff and a guy goes flying back. But yeah. it's not like something like Spider Verse where you get to see each person's fighting style or actual fights. It's just flashes yeah. and bangs, it's just them all cracking, in wide, cracking firecrackers at each other. Like, yeah. And I've always had, I've always kind of had an issue with serious punching Lucius because yeah, it's a it's a satisfying moment. Like, and we'd all mm. want to do it, but he could just as easily disarm Stan, knocks him out, even killed him when he had the jump on him and he chooses not to and that's could have like made the difference yeah like what if he turned up and and he decides to punch lucius but in that time he decides to kill harry when you could have just turned up and straight away just you know zapped him and boom yeah so it just yeah, seems like odd choice i know and i again i think it's because i wanted this to be this dramatic like heroic moment where like okay you kids did this far on your own now what happens when the grown-up get involved and like yeah. i think that could have been a really same, I mean, it's, it's the same difference isn't it like the, the adults show up and they're pretty much doing just as well as they were before the adults showed up yeah in fact worse off because one of them dies spoilers but yeah. like harry didn't let any of his lot die yeah so, i mean it is it's sad when sirius dies but it again yeah. i know we keep going back to it but it was more impactful in the books because there's this whole thing about that fucking archway which is not explained in the film at all. And we spend time with Sirius and we get to know that, yeah. you know, he does have and Harry's so best Harry's like, heart. And... Harry's so, like, sad and emotional when Sirius dies. But you met him in the third film. He flies off at the end on old Bucklebeakle, right? Then yeah. you write him some letters. You see him in a fireplace. And then you meet him at a house once. And suddenly now he's, like, the only family you got and you love him and all, all that shit. But... Yeah, I mean, there's that scene where he tells him, like, you know, he says, like, the world's not split up into good people and death eaters. You know, we're all, we've all got good and bad in us. It's what we, it's like our choices. And he does have a very good moment with Harry where he teaches him yeah, a lesson. It's a touching moment, but it's and not it like cut, it a parallels like the whole, it. yeah, like the whole ministry umbrage thing. Like, look, there's bad people everywhere, not just those following Voldemort. It's you know, again, it's like that choice. Yeah. But then they never make it much more of a moment besides that. Yeah. And the next thing we know. <coughs> Harry has a vision of him getting tortured, goes to save him, and then he dies. Yeah. Harry is a big dum dum, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But so is Albus Dumbledore. Because he's well, like, yeah. I didn't want to get close to you, Harry, because I didn't want Voldemort to like see our plan and get inside. It's <laughs> like 
oh, so it's fine for him to possess Harry, just as long as he didn't interrupt your plans, yeah? I All mean, right, I, I, I suppose it, this is the film where you start to realise how much of a... I was going to say drop a C-bomb then. How much of a dickhead Dumbledore is. Like, realistically. This, yeah, see, this is the thing, like... I know it's like a, a similarly kind of to Snape as well. There's like a whole like one way or the other, but I don't know. I've always I've always considered Dumbledore like oh no, he did have Harry's best interests at heart. And again, again, see, I'm I'm going to be rabbiting on about the books. In the books, the way he avoids Harry, he's still nice to everyone. He's calm and he is Dumbledore. He's just not dealing with Harry. Whereas in this, he's yeah. really again angry with everyone. He's like, oh, don't you all have classes? Oh, I don't care. Oh, oh. He's yeah. really gruff, and it's like. Well, now I don't want to like you. Now I am on Harry's yeah. side. It's like <laughs> he should being... he should still be acting like uh, the Dumbledore from the first two films. Yeah, he well, was at least nice. the third one where he's he... a bit mental. Like, yeah, but he's just he just seems pissed off, and he lo- it it really loses that kind of magical element to Dumbledore when when you realise he's just a bit of an angry, not angry, mm. but like sour old man. I feel like Michael Gambon plays four different characters in the time he's Dumbledore. Like the first one is this really weird, kooky, like, you know, the bit he gives about um, the time turn. He's like, did what? Good night. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah. all a bit like, oh, he's got hinges. <laughs> then yeah. the fourth one, he's a bit like, he seems a bit. Um, did you throw your name in the goblet of fire? Yeah, like he like, doesn't really know what's going on. Like there's that, the bit, the late, there's a shot of him where he's like looking around. He's like, what, what's happening? Wood, wood, wood. And like at the end with Barty Crouch, he's a bit like unhinged. This one, he's just a full on maniac. <laughs> And then the next one, he's like the real calm, like, hello, Harry, have a seat. We're hello, going to do some hello, lessons. Blah, 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 blah. I'm dying, so I'm making up for all the bad <laughs> shit I did last year. It's Look like, at my wrinkly oh, hand, God. Harry. Yeah, touch it, touch it. Oh, yeah, lick my finger. No, all right. Um, Come to this cave we'll with me and let's get drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, That's... don't want any more. And he's like, just one more shot, Dumbledore. You can do it. Yeah. Get it down, fresher. <laughs> Um, I mean, speaking of Dumbledore, I can't. I feel like we've got to talk about the duel at the end, which I think is the oh, best okay. duel yeah, in that, the series. Yeah, it's it's the only time in this entire series that you really see two wizards using like full on magic against each other, and they're not just shooting beams. That that's exactly it. I mean, it starts with them shooting beams, but like, well, yeah, you know, he uses the water in the fountain to engulf him. Yeah, and, and then you got like, the fire, the big fire snake thingy, and it's like really, you can tell they're like using their brains. Yeah, and, like, and the, like he shoots the, the glass and then he turns it into sand. Like, yeah, sick in like, it. Like, and that's what you want to see more of. You want to see like creative stuff. Like they're, they're wizards, they have spells where they can make your brain grow or turn your legs to jelly or yeah. make you laugh. Do stuff like that when you're battling. Like, okay, it's not as cool, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. Not like, just, oh, I'm just, I'm going to sh- stupefy you and I'm going to expel the armor to you. Hmm. Or I'm just going to whip my wand and not say any words and it's just going to go. Pew! Yeah, that always bugs me because like the whole big point is that only the best wizards can do magic yeah. without talking. I know but, it's better for a film, but you're actually. Yeah, but when it comes down to it, nobody really needs to speak, especially in like the end of these films. Oh. Everyone and that just shooting shit. Exactly, but that could have been a good parallel between like Dumbledore's army and the Order of the Phoenix. Is that, and then you show that's how the adults are better. Maybe yeah. Harry do be able to do a couple or Hermione, but majority of the time they are yelling the spells whereas the adults can come in and go yep bang 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 and it's just second nature to them yeah and you show that okay well these kids managed to do this but they've got so much more to learn but then also then well how much more they got to learn because if they can do this at this level already like yeah you know and then you kind of have that theme of oh the younger generation you know don't get stuck in the past and the old it's uh, it's in with the new yeah you know who cares about themes and stuff when you you can have bloody uh, Cho Chang kissing Harry. Oh yeah. yes. Oh, we were all waiting for that, weren't we? 
This is the film with all the hormones. I feel- oh no, no, that's the next. No, one. that's the next one. That's my favorite one. We'll get to that in a minute. I feel like we've curve. just been bagging on this film for the past five yeah. ten minutes, but I actually I do enjoy the film. <laughs> Same. So do I. Is this the I, first we- introduction of Luna as well? Yeah, first introduction of Luna. Uh, yeah, she's a good character. I like her. Yeah, I, I do like her. I prefer her in. Strangely, I I think I prefer her in the films than I do in the books. Because in the book, she's a bit like a, a Hermione, where she just. I've said this before, like with some characters. This, I don't know. This makes me sound like I hate women. I don't. But like, because you she never do. seems to, she never seems to lose. I know she gets kidnapped in the last book, but similarly to Hermione and some of them, like she, ne- I mean, Hermione in the books does have, like, she has her faults. You know, she's too smart yeah. for her own good sometimes. But Luna just never seems to have any flaws. She never, like, comes up short. She always is. Is this in right. the book or in the film? In the books, sorry. I was going to say, because in the film, she isn't really given enough time to even have much no, that's of an what arc, I mean. is like, she, really? But, no, yeah. I mean, I do love her character. She's probably my second favourite character. Or, you know, you know she's definitely up there. Um, I did not even thought about favourite characters. Oh, I, I know who my favourite mm. character is. And he's not in... Oh, no, he's in this film. It wasn't in the last one. Who is it? Uh, it's Roman Lupin. Oh, yeah, of course. You said that last week, didn't you? Yeah. I can spend a whole podcast episode telling you how much I love Roman Lupin. And, sorry, side note, I know I said I wasn't going to ramble. I was rewatching Prisoner of Azkaban, the film, the other day. And yeah. there's a really cool moment with, where there's a, the music like helps tell the story. And, oh, I was gushing about it to Ella. And, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she hated me at the time. But like, I just really like noticed it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. I'll tell you after this episode, <laughs> if, you're, if you're interested. Sure. I, mean, I was waiting for you to say it. Oh, okay. Basically, okay, I'll try and keep it short. Okay. So there's one of the songs in the soundtrack. It's called A Window to the Past. And right. it usually plays whenever Harry's thinking about his parents okay like and like when he's talking to lupin um particularly on the scene where like they're together on the bridge and he tells him like he looks like his mother yeah and, like, and he, he lies about his mum's eyes like everyone else does because their eyes do not look the same yeah he gaslights harry um yeah. <laughs> but it's that it's that what i'm gonna try and uh, it goes like and it's like it's played really melancholy it's like a single flute and it's just like it's it's nice yeah. but it is it makes you think like oh, well, we can never get those days back, you know, oh, those were so much better. But when Harry's casting his Patronus and actually, th- like, when he's proper doing it, thinking of his dad, yeah. both against the bogger and at the end, the same music comes back, but it's played in a more, like, triumphant, um, like, major key, not major, but, like, a more, like, celebratory sound. Yeah. And it's like, oh, because now he's using the memory of his parents for good, because, like... It's only because he's thinking of them he can perform the Patronus, and yeah. it's like it kind of that whole thing of you know don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Yeah, and it's because he's turning that bad memory to happiness to fight the Dementors that the music reflects that, and it's like more good and triumphant. And oh, I was oh, I was so excited <laughs> when I heard it. I, I can't say I've ever noticed that, but now oh. if I go back and watch it, I will definitely look yeah. out for that. Just, yeah, just watch the just yeah, just watch the scene with him and Lupin talking in the woods yeah. or on the bridge. And then watch him against the bobbin, and you'll hear it. Yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. also hear it at the end because then you get the the um, choir of the Patronus comes back as well, which helps like harmonise with it. Like the Patronus yeah. is like singing, whereas against the Dementors, it's like a again a minor sound with them. But then the Patronus is a like major voice, hmm. it, like contrasts it. But that theme also comes back full force then. And mm-hmm. obviously it's prongs and the stag patronus saving Sirius Black. And it's like, oh it's, oh, it's just, oh, it's such good. This is why the third film yeah. is the best film and John Williams deserves a, to be covered in gold and never die. Did he do the third film? 
Yeah, it was the last one he did. Uh, for some reason, I thought he did the first two. Yeah, no, he did the third one, and then I can't remember who did it. Patrick Doyle did a few, a couple of them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, uh, I'm not too versed on composers, film composers. Uh, yeah, I know a few of them. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to quickly gush about that moment in Azkaban. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so good. It's that sort of thing that you you don't always pick up, but like, it's it's an example of all, all that extra detail that gets put into these sort of films that uh, most people just won't even. Yeah, like recognize, but I don't, it's just interesting, like yeah. the amount of detail I, that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, even in Order of the Phoenix, it's kind of shown again. Like, you got Umbridge's score. Um, you know, the it's kind of like the bum, ba, dum, ba, dun, da, 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 and it's like <laughs> the one and two and three and four, and it's it's bouncy and it's like it's not it's not sad, but it's not happy. It's yeah. like a boom, 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 but oh, here comes trouble. Your you know your in date that kind of, and then when the Weasley one plays. I think if you listen to it, the because it's a really fast, like it almost sounds like an Irish jig, like the that one. It fills in those gaps between the bomb, bomb, bomb. It's like the bomb, 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 and it's it it just marries those two like characters and like themes together. Yeah. Um. Which yeah. I probably. I really need to go back and like listen to these scores because I swear like. I bet I don't really remember any of it, and you seem to know like every name of every song and every motif. And all uh, I, I, I because I'm I, I have a playlist on Spotify called Movie Songs That Slap, and it's just film scores <laughs> because I'm like I want to do music, but I don't want words. I just want sound. I used to do that at uni, but it was mostly just um, like the uh, first Avenger theme stuff like that. Oh yeah, there's oh yeah, I've got plenty of Marvel ones on mm. there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean I we. I mean, do you want to move on? We haven't covered Umbridge much, um, but I, basically, basically I was, she's a dumb bitch. And when I read the book, I imagined her face as the face of the big tall lady from the fourth film. <laughs> oh, really? It says in the books that her name that she looks like a toad. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so, for some reason, in my mind, it just went. What's the big tall lady called? Madame Maxine. Yeah. So I just Madame imagined Maxine. her head on a short person's body. Oh, okay. But in my uh, mind, that's what that's just what Umbridge was. <laughs> so when yeah. the film came out, I was like, oh, this, she looks too normal for my liking yeah so i absolutely adore imelda staunton in this role uh, i think i think that may be one of the best casting in the entire series oh she's unbearably annoying and she is but like that's what makes her so good oh for like, sure for sure like it, she, she does she plays it perfectly like you really want to just punch mm. her in the face like that to lose it and she's like i hate <laughs> children you think like oh you're not even here for the kids you're here just to like undermine yeah. the whole system and like oh it's, it's mad satisfying when Harry's like, I'm sorry, Professor, I must not tell lies. And then she gets like ridden off by a bunch of centaur. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's almost not good enough for her, though. I feel like she like... Especially because really... she ends up coming back anyway and she gets her old job back and like, you know, like... Because you see her in the... Um, is it the second to last one? They go to the ministry and she's there in the court. Yeah. So like, it's not like she rides off and, you know, ends up dead or whatever. Mm. Like, I, I think it's because the whole I must not tell lies isn't used against her so i think because like the sentinels wouldn't have listened to harry i know but it's if just satisfying like, no, no, him to say that to her like she's just yeah. throwing it back in her face like but it's, it's, almost not, it's not like, like he's torturing her and making her write it on her own arm no but like if if i don't know dumbledore has been there and had been like you know she's like oh um yes i was just on my way to help potter get to the ministry and he's like is this true harry and he's like sorry i, I mustn't tell lies and it's like oh yeah because like <laughs> You tried to weasel your way out of it, but now you can't. But instead, it's like, well, oh, these people are going to kill me regardless of what you say, boy. Like, oof. 
Well, I mean, maybe they would have listened to Harry, that other centaur in the first film, but which is the only other time we've seen those. That, um, Friends. He did like yeah. it, didn't he? They leave out the whole bit about him becoming the um, divination teacher, don't they? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's in there. And, like, I mean, there's a whole side plot of the centaur story, like, running throughout yeah. the films. Starting they, this one, they kick, it kind of um, on. Fr- was his name Friends? It, it's Ferent. It's Ferent in the film, but Stephen Fry reads it as Forense because I think it's, like, Italian. Forense. Well, they kick Forenze. him out, don't they? All this other centaur, like, beef him out. Yeah. And... All that shit, but obviously it's not in the film because there's a whole like probably about four hundred pages that they didn't put into the film. Yeah, but like that's explored like again throughout the series and onwards, like the centaurs and like their relationship with Hagrid and stuff. And hmm. um, so I mean, like yeah, there is a lot cut out of this book, but not as much as I feel like the fourth book. Yeah, I feel like this one still has <clears throat> with the bulk left in it. Um, did we want to move on to Half Blood Prince? We got anything else you want to say about this one? Yeah, um, I've got a couple of little bits of trivia. If you want to hear some trivia, oh, trivia me, triv, me up, triv, trivia the King. Frog. You know Stephen King, the King yeah. of Stephen, Stephen mm-hmm. King. He King said Stephen. that the character of Dolores Umbridge was the greatest make-believe villain to come along since Hannibal Lecter. I fully agree. If anyone says like, I wouldn't say she's my favorite character, but she's definitely the best mm. written character because like. Like we just said before, Snape and Dumbledore, like there's a bit of controversy about whether they were good, whether they were bad, are they are they nice or... universally she is hated by every person who's seen the film already. She's books. hated more than Voldemort. Yeah. Like, like, hands down. like how did you manage to how, again what your personal feelings from JK Rowling aside, how she managed to create a character that everyone could relate to? Because that's what she said, like Voldemort is this big mythic baddie. Like, yeah. okay, it's just generic bad guy. Whereas everyone knows someone like Umbridge. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's probably. Like, I think she says she based her off of someone that she knew in real life. I think probably. Yeah, I think it was like yeah, fucking old teachers. But like, I mean, I know I certainly had teachers like that who were like, are convinced like tell you you're lying when you know you're not. Yeah, like, try and gaslight uh, you. And you feel like what are you on about? My old music teacher, Miss Butlick. Her name is <gasps> Butler, but we call her Butlick. Mine was a music teacher as well. <gasps> Maybe it's just, name there. most music teachers are just. I'm just not, I'll leave it there. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, no, no, her, her replacements are all right. One looked very much like Quentin Tarantino, and no one else could see it but me. Um, I'm going to go with he probably didn't look like him. <laughs> he did. He did. I'll try. I'll send you a picture of him. Did he no, like she, your feet? Uh, I don't feel comfortable answering that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, um, I got another couple of things. Um, yeah. So this is not seen in the movie, so I'm not sure why I wrote this down. <laughs> That's right. the, the code to enter the, the Ministry of Magic, you know, when he goes with Ron's dad mm-hmm. on um, in the phone booth is 62442, which spells out magic. Ooh. Wait, magic. 62443. 62443. No, four, four, no two. Wait, that can't be right. Yeah. Wait, 62442. Yeah, because ABC is on the two. Oh, of course, yeah. Wait, a G and I both on. Four. Yeah, they're both on four. Oh, yeah, For any younger on. listeners who don't understand, before we had touch phones, you had to use the number pad to type stuff. So each letter had like it was three, three numbers per letter. Oh no, other way around. Three letters, yeah. Apart from oh. seven, which had four. But didn't another one have four as well? Possibly nine, I think. Yeah. It was ABC. Oh, wild D-E-F, time. H I J K Yeah, nine had four. What, what, is minded. what a wild time we used to live in. Uh, yeah. l- last bit of trivia. Uh, Helen McCrory, who was cast as Bellatrix's sister, can't remember her name. 
Uh, yeah, she was originally cast as Bellatrix, but she got pregnant. So she got replaced by Helena Bonham Carter, and then they brought her back as her sister. Oh, I didn't know that. And she recently R- passed away, yeah, didn't she? R.I.P. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. Great. Act. She's a good actress in uh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Tommy. That's my Peaky Blinders impression. Okay, I'm really, like notoriously from Birmingham. Tommy. <laughs> 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 I'm Birmingham. Alright, I'm gonna move on before we get stuck in a peaky blinder. No, no, we can't ever do a peaky blinder episode because I just won't be able to get out of here. I don't even know what character you're meant to be. Um Arthur, I think. That's Tom Hardy, isn't it? No. No, oh, I don't know. But to be honest, I haven't actually seen Peaky Blinders, so yeah, I did think you had. I don't even worry about it. Let's just move on. Film number yeah. six, Half Blood Prince. Um, my, my favorite, favorite movie. book. Oh, Ooh, okay. Mm. Uh, is my favorite? No, wait. Is this your favorite film? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I won't because because okay right, and <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but because it's so inconsequential, <laughs> like, mm. I just love how chill it is. I love just seeing. It's the first time in ages we get to see just normal school life. Yeah, like, which is exactly the reason I like. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, like, I, and it, oh, I don't know. It's just I love the humor in this film. It Have you seems... seen? Go on. Oh, I was there. Someone's made a trailer. Um, uh, I don't know. Is who, it making it into a it, horror film? No, it makes it into like a teen oh, comedy. Like comedy. comedy. Yes, I have seen that. And it yeah. fits so well, and it's it like ah, oh, which obviously it does because this is yeah. again the one with the hormones. Like everyone's like kissing everyone in this, <gasps> and the whole cruxes. And maybe, whore, maybe it's an allegory. And the whore is mm. cheap on Friday nights. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'll cut that out. <laughs> nope, I won't do it. <laughs> be the one episode my mum listens to. Like, oh, Harry Potter, I like that. Hello, Linda. <laughs> okay, cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, she has to listen, otherwise that's creepy. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, so... Um, I think yeah. I need to start saying rather than book and film, just say story. Like I like this is probably my favorite story. Oh my yeah, second favorite story. Yeah. See, the only I think the biggest crime I know, sort of jumping ahead a bit, but the biggest crime about the film for me compared to the book was that they don't explain why Snape is the half blood prince in the film. Yeah. Because so that was the bit I loved about it: the fact that his mother's maiden name was Prince, and she was the the wizard side, and so he's half blood, mm. and he took his mother's name, which was Prince. Is that right? Yeah. Am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. that's why he chose the name the Half Blood Prince. But in the film, he's just like, I am the Half Blood Prince, and that's it. But then, even still, it's like it's built up to be this big thing, like the Half. Who is the Half Blood Prince? As if it really matters, other than just teaching yeah. Harry Potions. Like, yeah. it's not like they're like he's like, hey, I found this old book, and there's a lot of secrets about Voldemort's past in here. And I know, obviously, that's the the whole diary thing. But like, it's not like, and if if it's, Harry didn't yeah, have yeah, that, it's not book, consequential, is it to the yeah to the larger the, story? Yeah, the same thing plays out, and like you said, like it's good because nothing really happens, and like, obviously things happen in this. Year, yeah, but nothing major. Same with Prisoner of Azkaban. Like, okay, there's there's things that happen in the plot, obviously, and there's the overarching story, but it shows that slice of life, day to day life. Exactly. Yeah, and it's not all about yeah. just Voldemort finding a new way to come back, or you know, kill yeah. them or whatever. It's like just it's essentially like if you're watching a series. And you get those not, I guess they are kind of filler episodes, but where they're doing something different, mm. 
to you, John. I always really like that because I like to see. It's like it reminds me of the party scene from Age of Ultron. Oh, I knew you were. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Because it's just it's nice to just see the characters being human. Yeah. Because otherwise, been... otherwise they're just the plot that's written for them, and they're not. You don't get any any more character. Oh, I don't know more character. Yeah. I don't know the right word to say, but you know, I think no, you know I, what I mean. I know what you're saying. It's almost like the calm before the storm of the next book or the next film. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, this it's is needed. Like, it's needed as well, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, someone smarter than me would say this is almost. If this was like a three act structure, this is like the world we're leaving behind now. Like this is this is the norm, and everything's yeah. going to change after this. So I feel like that's why they gave us this story to be like, this is what you know. Say goodbye to it because, like you it, know, even in Hogwarts. Back, like, yeah. yeah, we don't even come back to Hogwarts now. Yeah, my biggest gripe with this film is the disservice that they do to Ginny Weasley and her relationship with Harry. Because in the books, they're such a good couple and such a power couple, and oh, I love them so much. And the film is just awkward. Happy. And the film is like, shoelaces undone. I'm shoelace, Harry. It's like, do you want a mince pie? And then Ron is like, you want a mince pie? It's like, why do you have so many mince pies in this house? Because <laughs> they have magic. They can have as many mince pies as they want. Yeah, but do they also have low cholesterol? Because, oh, you get it. I mean, high yeah. cholesterol? I don't know. I'm not they a doctor. just magic the fat away. <laughs> I mean, this is like an interesting. <laughs> this raises an interesting story about Polyjuice Potion in the Wizarding World. Like, what if what? I took hair when I was yeah. fat, lost loads of weight, and then drank it? Would I then turn into thin me, or would I turn oh. into fat me? Yeah, and like, say for example, you took someone's hair when they were skinny, but you don't drink it until they get fat. Do you turn yeah. into fat them or thin them? Yeah, exactly. Or what if, what if I took like my baby hair that like my mum put in a book because she's weird hi linda <laughs> and then linda. i put that into a polygraph do i turn into adult me or do i turn into baby me yeah maybe not me but you know i guess it, it all comes me. down to is are you turning into the current version of them or are you turning into the person they were when you took the hair yeah because also when hermione turns into a cat she doesn't turn into a cat she just turns into a cat woman or like a cat lady yeah. not a cat woman but like she turns so, into a cat woman yeah she turns into a uh, turns into Michelle Pfeiffer. I was going to say Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of any others. Eartha <laughs> Kit. Um, Anne Hathaway. That's the one. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, um, I think but... there is there actually any apologies potion. Oh, do you know what we haven't talked about the uh, the luck potion? Oh yeah, because like, probably... yeah. surely right that can solve like any problems. I'm sure there's something in the book that you're going to come at me with and it's going to debunk my theory. But surely if he took that before fighting Voldemort, like he'd, he'd be fine. Well, this, this is the thing he says, because again, in the book, when he goes off with Dumbledore, he runs up to get his, Dumbledore says, go get your invisibility cloak and like put everything in order. So it's going to be a dangerous mission. So he grabs his cloak, gives Harry, Harry gives Ginger and Hermione, um, I forgot his name from, <laughs> gives them what's left of the vial after he takes it to get Slughorn's memory. Yeah. And he's like, he says, take this, assemble whoever you can from the DA because something's going down tonight, which obviously it does. The Death Eat is breaking because they know Dumbledore's not there, yeah. but they're not going to be expecting the DA to be on the scene, which, I mean, okay, I'm going back to what I said. If you'd done that properly, you could have then showed the parallels of that. Now the DA is ready to face these people again. Like they're like, this uh, we said before this story is like the bridging gap between what you know kids at school learning magic to fighting a war yeah and like by that point you get to the point where okay yeah look all these kids they're ready for the war now they they they're they are dumbledore's army it's more than a name now they are soldiers 
and you could have shown that by having the battle and be good i mean because yeah. the potion does help they say like in the debriefing meeting in the hospital wing that happens in every book <laughs> um like hermione says like oh they the spells just missed us like it was just again it was just pure luck they survived um but Wait, do they take do they take the potion yeah, because yeah, because that's the other thing. Harry says he went. They go, no, you take it because you're gonna you're gonna need it. And he goes, no, I'll be fine. I'll I'm gonna be with Dumbledore. And then later on, when they're leaving the cave after getting the locket, yeah. Harry's holding Dumbledore. He says, it's okay, sir. We'll be fine. And Dumbledore goes, yeah, I know we'll be okay. I'm with you, Harry. And it's like paralleling, like now now this is Harry's flight. Dumbledore's gone. Like, yep, there you go. There's the torch. This is your war now. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm fine because I'm with you and you're going to save us. Because before Harry's like, it's right, I'm with him. He'll save us. And it's... Yeah. They don't really do yeah. that in the film, do they? No, because they leave... Because they want to include bloody, bloody awkward Harry standing up when Ginny walks in. And that weird scene <laughs> at the burrow where it catches it fire so for awkward. no reason. Oh, yeah. What is that Which, even about? The only good thing about it is we get a little bit more looping. But then we don't get any of his son stuff in the next book, which is like the best development he gets in the yeah. whole series. But and then, it, and then, like when they finally do spoil this, when they do snuff it, and he's like, "Oh, your son," kind of thing, and it's like, but well, we don't even really know about that from the film. Yeah, like, <laughs> they haven't really talked about it. Like, oh, again, no. I've, I've, I've discussed at length. Like Lupin is the most tragic character in the whole series. Yeah. Like we don't even deal with him dealing with Sirius's death properly. Like they kind yeah. of touch on it in this because he's really angry and agitated, but it's not like. There's yeah. never a moment where Harry just like leaves a room, turns around, and goes like, "I miss him too," and walks off. And it's like, okay, that's all you needed to do to be like, okay, so we've given Lupin some character. Yeah, they don't, they don't do any of that, do they? He's just yeah. there. Yeah. But going back to what we were saying about yeah, the liquid luck and stuff, I, I'm sure Cyclone has some rules, and he's like, "Oh, it's banned from sporting events. It's really hard to make." And yeah, but it's just like if you have enough to just give to a random student, like it can't be that hard to get hold of. Well, yeah, I just, he's, yeah, it just seems he's like... supposed to be like the best potions man around, isn't he? Well, oh, yeah. Sluggy. I mean, is he does he lean more sluggy or more horny? Do you reckon? Ooh. That came out wrong. I didn't de- mean that. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what kids come to his slug slug club parties, I suppose. Ooh. That's a bit weird, that? isn't it? You know, <laughs> why has yeah, he got like... a picture of a kid? Like he's way past working at that school, and he's got all yeah, these pictures in someone else's cancelled. house. My ass. He's got all these pictures someone else, in someone else's house of kids. That's weird. Like, he says, like, oh, I've been on the run for months now. Yet you remember to pack pictures, huh? Yeah. Like, of people like, when did you put that there? Is that before or after you turned yourself into an armchair? <laughs> like, oh, I know. Weird character. Like, weird inclusion. Yeah. I, I, I love the actor. Though. I can't remember his name, but he, he's what, just made, Yeah. Oh, Jim Broadbent. He just makes me laugh with his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> he constantly looks like he's on on the tip, and he's like trying to focus in. Like, you? oh, Harry, hello. He's <laughs> like, oh, this guy is not like the bit he's where, a function um, alcoholic. The bit with the dead spider as well, and like obviously Harry's all fucking off his nut because he's had, uh, had the luck potion. He's like, <laughs> then he's just like, when he's doing like the eul- eulogy or whatever. He's just like, Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> so long. Well, it's funny because in the sorry, I'm going to go back to it. In the book, he's described as being like. Short, fat, balding, with a big walrus moustache. Yeah, it doesn't so, fit that description at all. No, like, not at all. So when I read the book, I imagined Uncle Vernon, but with a fat, big old, like, flicky moustache. Like, just the actor. Yeah, I don't know bald. why, even though he's already in the film and I knew what he was. See, I, I picture <laughs> I picture just Dr. Eggman, but with short legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the only thing I can see in my head. Oh, like, a caricature hey. of it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy so, what I mean, you I, think when you, like, when you imagine books. 
yeah crazy but yeah i do like his inclusion but again he, he plays a much bigger role overall in the story because he was close with voldemort and that's yeah like, I think they, they did well in showing his his guilt hmm. and like the way he felt about because he was the one who told voldemort about the horcruxes and all that hmm. i think that's played well which i feel like isn't as big of a oh like you you told Voldemort about Horcruxes compared to Pettigrew, who's like you sold out your best friends. Like they try and yeah. put them on like equal footing. Like oh, is 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 Slughorn this good guy or is he like he's just in it for himself? Like no, no, Pettigrew like fully like <laughs> sent his friends to die essentially. Yeah, I, I think that I think you can't really blame him, can you? Not not Peter, not Pettigrew, the other one, mm. Slughorn. Slughorn, yeah. I mean, for uh, kids just asking you a random question, like if a guy, if you were a teacher and a kid came into school and he said like, oh, what's um what's an AK-47? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well it's, a, well, it's a gun, like a machine gun. You can you can shoot and people would die. And they're like, oh, right. And then you turn, find out they shot a bunch of people. You're not going to go, oh my God, it's my fault. I told them what a gun was. <laughs> well, yeah, if you said that, then yeah, fair enough. If they came in and were like, sir, what's, what's the chemical compound for plutonium? Just, you know, I'm asking for a research project. And you're like, oh, this, 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 this. And then suddenly half of London was missing in a nuclear explosion. You might be a tad <laughs> suspicious and keep yeah. that to yourself. Yeah, but only if, like, one of the ingredients you could only obtain if you killed someone that you knew. <laughs> you wouldn't be worried, would you, then? Because mm. that ho- that's what you have to do for a Horcrux, isn't it? You yeah, to kill someone. Kill. Yeah. They, that's another thing they didn't go into as much in the film is, like, Voldemort's past and, like, how he... He killed someone at the orphanage, and that and that was how he was able to. At the orphanage, wasn't it? I swear he killed someone. Uh, not, he killed like a Horcrux, but he killed someone originally, didn't he? Uh, he or kills unless, or he, he his was, uncle. Maybe that's how he makes his first Horcrux. I swear he does yeah. something to a kid. Yeah, at the orphanage. That's the cave where he buries where he puts the Horcrux. He takes them down there, and like it's just like oh, those two kids never came out. They were never the same after they went down to the cave. Uh. Obviously, the muggles can't explain it. They're like, oh, it just it was weird. Like, they're just yeah. not the same. They didn't talk, didn't eat, and all this. But obviously, we know he did something weird to them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he kills because this one retcons the diary being a Horcrux from the second yeah. film. And um, so before then, it was just a, a weird thing he had. Whereas now it's like an, like I say, it's an actual Horcrux. Yeah. Um, and they retcon like him killing Myrtle is how he then turned the diary into the Horcrux. Oh. And he kill. He goes off to find his like grandparents or his whatever his family and yeah. he bumps into his uncle and he kills him um and then that's how he makes the ring into a horcrux there and then <sighs> and it shows back each of these ones like um how he gets the cup he kills the woman who owns it and he turns that into a horcrux and yeah but, but, and it doesn't that... there's a lot of stuff he doesn't explain in the films about voldemort's past isn't it yeah like even like the fact that his mum used a love potion on his dad and so it wasn't yeah, which... really true love and all, all that Malarkey, which is the reason he can't love himself. Yeah, his mum's an idiot. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but again, it goes into that. And she was like, you know, she was abused, and you know, she was she saw Tom Riddle, the handsome muggle, and was like, oh, he's like a fairy tale prince. I want, I want to love him. Yeah, she didn't think of the ramifications of it. And crazy, yeah. crazy series of events. It's, it's weird because there's a line in the book where Dumbledore goes, Harry goes. Do you feel sorry for Tom Riddle? And even you were like, like, well, not you, but like the reader was like, ah, oh, dip, I kind of do. And you're like, oh, no, he's Voldemort. Like, ah, oh, this yeah. is, don't you, do this well, to me. I suppose you do it first, but then he just becomes less and less redeemable as it goes on. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I do think the films, I mean, this is going to cover more in the next one, but they missed a trick by, they should have had it every time a Horcrux was destroyed, he turns more and more human again. That would have been good. Stain, snake. 
I know this is like for the end end, but like you know how in the films he like turns to dust. Oh, Isn't it in the yeah. books he just slumps down like he's just yeah. a dead body, and that's so much more satisfying because it just proves that he is just a man. Yeah, that, that's the whole point. He's he's yeah. just human, and then they're like, you know, they moved his body into an old broom cupboard or like a chamber off the side of the hall and just left him there. They didn't want him near the other bodies that like yeah. the other people. And again, I would, I would have said, weed on him. Yeah. yeah. I still, like, again, <laughs> jumping ahead to that last film, that scene where, like, they're all set up, not celebrating in the hall, but, like, all gathering in the hall afterwards. Yeah. And there's Filch just sweeping up with a broom. Like, who <laughs> made him work? And second of all, why are you making him work? Like, you can all do magic. Yeah. And you're I, like... I, I, I always saw it as they weren't making him work. He just doesn't, he doesn't know how to do anything else. This, this is this man's entire purpose. Yeah. And he's like, um, well, now, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. But do you want to move yeah. on to the last couple yeah. films? A uh, couple, couple bits of trivia. Oh, yeah, trivia. hit me with some trivia. This was the only Harry Potter movie to be nominated for the Best Cinematography Oscar. Really? Apparently. I'm trying to think if there's any... Uh, hmm? Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any like, outstanding shots. I mean, I can't really remember, to be honest. Nothing, nothing else to mind. Dame it's, Maggie Smith does... completed this film while she was undergoing radiotherapy for breast cancer? That's because she's a goddamn G. And she's a trooper, isn't she? She is. She is Minerva McGonagall incarnate. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, she can even turn into a cat. I think she probably breaks my top five characters, McGonagall. Yeah, I, I've always been a fan of McGonagall, particularly in this story, like, yeah. or this book, I guess, because like at the end where she assumes control over the school, and mm. she like gets all the heads of houses together, and Hagrid's like, "I've moved the body, okay," and she's like, "No, you stay." Like he, I, Dumbledore valued your opinion, and I want to hear it too. And what a like, G. Oh. what a G she is she is and like the way she looks after harry and like you know she's again only because i'm just coming off reading prison there's a line where snape's like oh potter gets special treatment i always try to teach him like every other student and you're like well yeah apart from the ones in your house but as you look at mcgonagall and she does she's like yeah like i'm not making special special rules for you potter like you're still one of my students yeah you know i'll, I'll be paddling it because of who you are and what you know you haven't got any parents i'll be i care for you but I'm not going to give you like, and oh, she, yeah, she's yeah. so good. Sorry, I've yeah. read it. No, that's right. Uh, one last bit of trivia. It's not really about the film per se, but Warner Brothers received death threats pushing the movie's release date to 2009 when it was scheduled to be released in 2008. They received death threat. Oh wait, because they delayed it. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Probably by people like you. Woof. That's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And because of that, we got Joss Whedon's. Justice League. So, yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Fan outrage. This is what you started. You started this trend. <laughs> if we're moving on to uh, number seven, I'm just looking at where I've written like the trivia. And in, mm. in the first spot, instead of a bit of trivia, I put, why didn't they just take a cab? And I'm not 100% <laughs> sure what that's referring to, but I have a feeling, because obviously I wrote this a couple of weeks ago. I have a feeling it's talking about when they go and get Harry and, you know, they have a big fight in the sky. Yeah, and they're trying to transport him. I was like, why didn't they? Why didn't they just take a cab he's or a muggle, train? Yeah, he's muggle because they're thing. all all the way up in the air. They're not expecting you to just get an Uber. Yeah, I <laughs> thing is, I know obviously Harry has his mission, and he and okay, it's probably like you know they want to keep tabs on Harry and keep him in the magical world. But in the grand scheme of things, why didn't he go and live with like Hermione's parents or something, or like their auntie? Yeah. And be like, look, you don't understand this, but this guy is marked for death. We need to hide him somewhere. Can we leave him with you? Like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Like the Mongol Prime Minister, surely he could put him up in a council house for like a couple of years. I think, wouldn't you? Like, but also that Hermione obliviates her parents, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that, right? Because she does it to protect their mum, assuming. 
Is yeah. that right? But how is that protecting uh, them? Or because, is, it, is it because they they don't miss her or whatever? I, I think so they don't notice she's gone. But what? Because uh, in the book, she goes off to Australia. I think she alters their memory. She doesn't wipe it. She just alters it. Uh, that makes more sense. To Australia on holiday. So it's like the one, they're out of the country. And two, even if they were like, because obviously Hermione will be a muggle-born and will be hunted. Yeah. So she's like, well, then they can't find them. Like, Yeah. I mean, that makes more reason. sense. But to just wipe their memories of all the memories of her, yeah. Voldemort would still, or whoever's looking for him, would still know that they're her parents. Yeah. And they wouldn't stop killing them just because they don't remember Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> what's more annoying is like the shot where you know it has all these pictures of Hermione growing up and it's like they fade away because okay one that's not how photos work like just because <laughs> those people forgot didn't mean those those events didn't happen but also as I say it should be did that just means they've got weird uh, weirdly framed photos, <laughs> weirdly on framed the photos yeah. or just empty framed photos like why is there a picture of a background here with no one on it like, oh. okay right. imagine you woke up one day and you went downstairs in your house and all the pictures of like say your sister had just disappeared but the the photos were still there what would you think well wait I, i'm assuming i don't remember I, i've got a sister yeah like, you, well you just go down and there's just a bunch of gaps in your photo yeah you, you like, wouldn't just go oh yeah all oh, right yeah that's that photo you go huh? yeah you, you you'd have a mental crisis you're like this isn't right what was here before yeah. something strange is going on here our photographer wasn't that bad <laughs> so does that mean hermione's been wiped from every photo in existence yeah, I don't know. Just, I don't know. What are the rules? Like, what if, what if, like, I don't know, her mum's sister's got a photo of her? Like, then what? Yeah. Like, oh, look, there's Hermione. Who? Your daughter. I, I beg your pardon? Like, <laughs> yeah. Did she, what, oh, yeah, what about, this go? What about her, the rest of her family? Like, surely she's got more than just a mum and dad. Yeah, who, by the way, right? She, she never sees, because she stays at Hogwarts, like, more or less every holiday. They just never yeah. see their daughter, like, at all, oh, other well, than the summer holidays. Maybe that's why she then, did it, so she could get away from them. She doesn't have to worry about it. <laughs> But yeah, but like even then, like she goes off to Ron's in the summer holidays as well. Like, yeah, but didn't you get like six weeks a year with these people? Like, see them. It's because like, they're not wizards. She doesn't like them. She's a purist. Yeah. Bloody mud blood. Wouldn't that be a twist if she turned around and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm all for yeah, wizarded blood." <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I mean, it's not too far stretched considering Voldemort is half blood. Yeah, neither of them pure blood. No, they don't, do they? Um. So oh, we get the snap. exciting, we get the exciting chase from Privet Drive yep. at the beginning of this, um, which, like you say, just take a cab, put them on a train. Right. Yeah, literally just getting an Uber, or side along apparition, which they're like, oh, we can't do that because you you get traced. But why can't you then get traced to the borough? Like, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because if they know where you are, oh, I don't know. There just <clears throat> there seems like so many other better ways to do it. Than, than what they did. I mean, Hagrid was the closest by taking the motorbike because at least, like, okay, that's a muggle transportation. Apart from the fact it flies, so you don't exactly have like, <laughs> yeah. you're not exactly inconspicuous. And he's a giant man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't they, they hide do, him at all. They do explain like, oh, they'll expect him to go with the best aura, which is why they go after Moody first, and that's why yeah, like the muggles dips. Yeah, and like then it's Kingsley and so on and so forth, but. Hagrid's like sticks out like he's a big target. Surely one of them. Yeah, I mean clearly because he gets doinked through the back of the head by a, a, mm. I'm guessing a, a knockout charm. It could have yeah. easily have been a killing charm, you know. Because and then because in the book when Voldemort catches up to him, it's like Harry saw him flying without broom or Thestral, and it's like oh my god, he can fly. But because Everyone we've seen that. this weird like apparition apparition thing, we're like. Okay, well, it's not that magical. Are you saying no one's been able to learn to fly yet? Yeah. 
after all those years. Hmm. Just Wingardium Leviosa yourself. Exactly. Just do it on your shoes and your fly. Yeah. Um, apparently, the, um, the scene with Seven Harrys. Hmm. Apparently, Daniel Radcliffe said he counted over 90 takes just for one shot. Woof. <laughs> Imagine how many that... shots they had to do. Oh, I know they had to do like the, the arm. Uh, like that's how they did it, like a mechanical camera. Yeah. But it's just and like... Work from it. The, the, the image of Daniel Radcliffe as Fleur Delacour... Delacour... Oh. Um, in the bra, it's just so like off putting because of his like cursed. weirdly hairy chest. <laughs> like, mm. well, he says, like, Don't look at me. <laughs> he, he says, in the book, He's like, Oh, I was hoping they'd have, you know, he's like, Harry was hoping they'd have a bit more care for his privacy. Like, they're all just stripping off. And you think, Yeah, actually, yeah like, they're all just like, Yep, here's naked Harry. But, I wonder if they probably all looked at his wang, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. Mine, he probably did. I, f- I feel like even if I was dealing into him, it'd be hard not to just take a pee. <laughs> Just out of yeah, interest. Exactly. Because unless you're saying that like the girls didn't change their underwear, like yeah. Harry, how comfy. God. <laughs> but yeah, that that was a yeah. that was a, a weird but, tangent. Yeah. But I I quite like this film. I think I know it's like it's obviously it's a two parter, so it's like mm. the setup. But sometimes it's the Infinity I've, War to the end game. It is, it literally is, but obviously sometimes that's better. I'm not saying it is better. I don't actually know which one I prefer, but I don't know. I think I, think I prefer this one as well because, get... contrary to what we just said about Half-Blood Prince, I like this one because more there's more stuff that happens in it. Yeah. Whereas the next one is like, oh yeah, they go to Hogwarts. I say, all right, we're all at Hogwarts now. It's a big battle, and you think, all right, but yeah, this, this is, one the, like the last film happens all in the space of like a day, doesn't it? Mm. Pretty much. Uh... Yeah. So they they, leave, they leave at the end of this film is them leaving Gringotts, right? No, the no. end of this one is them escaping Malfoy Manor on the beach. Uh... And then they go to Gringotts at the start of the next one. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, Which, but even yeah, still, that's all crash. in the same day, isn't it? Yeah, so they go to Gringotts, apparate to Hogwarts. No, they get caught at Malfoy Manor. Yeah, and then, then they, they go to Gringotts. To... Well, well, they go to um, Shell Cottage for a bit, don't they? Oh, of course they do. Okay, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, time, yeah. So, time they spend a bit of time there to recuperate and get their strength. But yeah, you're right. They do Gringotts yeah. that afternoon, apparate to Hogsmeade. Then they're in the castle. Then the battle happens at midnight. Yeah, all in one day. That's a tough day. Yeah. So it's like woof, and then yeah, it's, it's next. It's dawn by the time like everything's calmed down. You think, oh my yeah. god, they've been up all night. They need a nap. There is one moment in the book which isn't in this film. Um, it's kind of touched on massively like they do spend a few a bit of time when they're planning on breaking into the ministry mm. where they're living at Grimwald place and like because yeah. now they've got they're like because creature has a massive role in this film as opposed to in the book sorry as opposed to the film yeah, like, yeah the whole sure. locket and like you get his backstory and regulus's story and you're like oh like this is why creatures the way he is mm. and so uh, you, you have read the book haven't you yeah yeah i have just yeah. a long, long time ago Yes, they give Creature the the fake locket that they got from the cave, mm. and like because of that he's like, oh yeah, he starts being nice to Harry and Ron and even Hermione, who you know is like you know Muggleborn and all this. And there's moments where when Harry because they obviously have to operate in under the cloak and things. Oh, and yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Creature cleaned everything, and he's like, oh shoes off, Master Harry. Put it, <laughs> dinner will be here soon. And he's like, oh thanks, Creature. <laughs> and he gives him like French onion soup, and he's like, oh for dinner I'm doing steak and kidney pies, and so make sure you're back. And it's like. <laughs> just, stay, just stay here you, do, do you really need to yeah. stop him like you, you guys could just live here for you're living the life yeah <laughs> and then, I, I remember i remember when i was last listening to it um uh yeah i got to the end of that chapter 
where they like leave to go to the ministry and I was like I put up outside my house and I was like what if I just don't listen to the rest of the book and I just <laughs> leave it there <laughs> like, yep, yep. and they lived happily ever after the like, end Voldemort died of old age yep and the end like, <laughs> would he die of old age eventually uh no that's the whole point he wanted to be immortal so so he would just never die yeah well his body would die but his soul would live on in other forms and stuff well, and then he'd have to get a new body again yeah but then he could just yeah live take, take Wormtail's other hand why not mm. do you reckon Wormtail ever did you know yeah, choke, <laughs> choke the chicken with that well with his metal hand is it metal? yeah good yeah, you probably it, you gotta try it haven't you because <laughs> it's supposed to strike because it, it goes it's again the book he kills himself it strangles him when he pauses and killing harry like he's choking harry and then there's a moment where he pauses and harry's like i spared your life like you know and this is how you repay yeah. me and he loosens his grip and because of that the hand then betrays him and strangles him him that sounds familiar yeah yeah, whereas in the film, he just gets knocked on the back of the head by Dobby. <laughs> yeah. like, speaking, oh. of, speaking of which, Dobby, this is the first time we've seen Dobby in the films since the second one, is that right? Yeah, is, even though it? he's been in every other book. And he looks Prince so much Man. better in since... this film, and he's got little boots. It's like, look at his little boots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of upset we never got to see, like, Dobby with all the jumpers and socks and the things yeah. he's described in the films. Yeah. Uh, in the book, sorry. But he's, yeah, he's I do still like kind of wearing again. rags, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, like the whole point of that first film yeah. was like, oh, you can wear normal clothes now, Dobby. So now he's just he's got like... boots. He clearly does. <laughs> he wears it out of choice. He just likes to look, I don't know, shit, I guess. But he looks it's so much his... better CGI wise, and he just looks less. He looks less like beef jerky and more like a magical he elf. Less... He looks less like a foreskin, basically. He does. Yeah, basically, he's had. Uh, he looks like a circumcised no <laughs> yeah that's the word i was looking for i was like what's that word i was like vasectomy that's not right no um I'm trying to i just i that. love the bit where they come in with mung mung whatever his name is and yeah. you've got a um, creature on him and like dobby's around his leg or whatever and i was like oh look at you and then he dies oh yeah pulled on me yeah that is like heartbreaking because he was just there to save harry he's he's just selfless isn't he he was because Harry... he's on the, the, the chandelier and he's just like twisted it. It's like, eh, eh, eh. It's like <laughs> even better. Trick stops is like, huh? <laughs> what? Uh, again, they make a point like they never make a point in the field with the fact that you know that's where Dobby used to live, like he used oh, to work shit, there, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. And they yeah. never make a point of that. Like, I think they probably mentioned in the book, but when Ron's yeah, like, you can have right out of here, he's like, yeah, and he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, in fact, there's a secret door over there where I used to keep my cleaning supplies, like. You should work here. Like, yeah. I hate it here. I never <laughs> want to be here, but I'll save you, Harry. And he gets murked. Yeah. Fucking better tricks. There's yeah. a bit, the, I like the bit when he's like, well, yes, sir, I'm an elf. <laughs> oh, yes, sir, I'm an elf. He's so, he's so pure. He is. Yeah, I mean. um, I'm trying to think what else happens in this film. Oh, the bit with the Patronus and the, the lake. Yeah. And Ron runs off. Oh, of course. When yeah, Ron comes back. Ron gets angry because he's been wearing the locket. He he somehow comes back with a magic lighter. Doesn't yeah, really this is the only time we see the Patronus, a, a Patronus like in that style. What do you mean that style? Well, you know how like the Patronus like takes the form of a creature, an animal. Yeah. Other than in the DA, where we see like Hermione and Ron's and stuff, like very fleetingly. Hmm. We never see Harry's as a stag in the films, other than in. Prisoner of Azkaban, where it's just like the silhouette. It's not like the full body thing. Uh, yeah, never really thought about that. Yeah, I was just like because usually it's just like a white glow, isn't it? Yeah. Uh. Um, 
because yeah, there's two point. there's two forms of the Patronus charm, isn't there? There's like a is it the shield? There's like a shield version, and then like a, there's a, a corporeal one they call it, um, which is supposed to be like the most powerful one. Like, yeah. oh wow, that's like a true powerful, which is like Harry's signature. Is like he can, and then that almost saves him at the Ministry hearing when they're like, "Wait, you can cast a corporeal Patronus at 15 And he's like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> he's like, yeah, take that fudge. <laughs> or he looks scumbag. Um, fudge boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about this one, really, because again, like you say, nothing. It's it's like the calm before the storm, really. Yeah, I haven't even really got a lot of trivia because I guess it's just part one, isn't it? Like, mm. it says like, I mean, this was the first film in the franchise to not feature Dame Maggie Smith. It's the only film in the franchise to not. Oh, it doesn't feature her. Really? Filch or Dean Thomas? Oh, is, well, I suppose yeah, it's not really at Hogwarts, is it? So, no, although he in the book he gets kidnapped along with Luna, he's there. What, Dean Thomas? That. Yeah, he's he gets caught. Well, I, I suppose all the all the classmates get a lot more play in the books, don't they? Yeah, because he's muggle born as well, so he's rounded up. Oh, and then they, in, like, yeah, they don't say that, like, do they? No, and then he's like, that's a point of him siding with Harry because he's like, well, I'm Muggleborn and I trust Harry's not the heir of Slytherin, otherwise he could have done me in. So, yeah, yeah. true. Um, but that's, yeah, I never thought of that, that McGonagall's not in this one. Yeah, you wouldn't surprise me if it was because of the whole cancer thing. Yeah, I know she comes back for the last one, but... I don't even know if she's in the book. I don't think she, well, she doesn't really have much play. Does she? Yeah, it's just, well, I suppose doesn't this whole section of that book doesn't mm-hmm. take place at Hogwarts, really, so... No, because there's the kind of they mention it a couple of times, but like the side story of Neville, Ginny, and Luna still carrying on at Hogwarts. Like they're trying to steal the sword of Gryffindor from Snape, and oh. Hagrid throws a Harry Potter party um, and things like that. And there's like yeah. you, you kind of hear the side characters going on about their lives. Obviously, they don't. It's just understandable why they don't put it in the film because you know we've got not much runtime. Why are we focusing on a party that we don't <laughs> yeah. go to? Um, Justice for the party. Black Age of Ultron. <laughs> oh, I suppose we've got the whole ministry scene, haven't we? The break the ministry breaking. Oh uh, uh, yeah, where they where they transform into that's like that is such a risky move. <laughs> yeah, like just so they can get close to Umbridge, really? Like you can yeah. catch on our way home or And I just like, feel like can you not apparate when you're in the ministry? Uh I don't think so. Why not though? I think it's because I think the idea is it's so busy, like you never know if people are safe. If it's safety, you might just like crush someone or splinter yourself. Hmm, yeah, but even or like it's when they're running, to... so people can't. I would imagine it would have to be that because like they make a point of running to the fireplace. Hmm. But then, even though they, they all do... apparate in in the Order of the Phoenix when they come yeah. to the big fight, exactly, and they don't need flu flu powder. <laughs> so what's the point of having a fireplace? Oh, they do. I think they do have flu powder. Well, they just jump into it, don't they? They don't like. Oh well, maybe they're just always lit, just because that's the only thing they're used for. Yes, lit uses... yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we never get the like we said about Lupin. We never get his story with his son because like he offers to come traveling with the three of them. Oh. Um, he's like, you don't have to tell me the mission, but I'm sure I could be of help. And like Harry's genuinely like, oh yeah, he makes a very good point. Like, yeah, you'd be useful. And then he's like, oh yeah, because I don't want to hang out with Tonks because you know I put a bun in her oven, and it might turn into a werewolf. And he's like, Lovely. and it is again, it shows Harry's like character growth is now he's teaching. I guess it's almost the again the new 
out with the old in with the new is he's saying to Lupin, like, my dad died to protect my life, and now his best mate is running off and abandoning his kid. Like, no, he, mm, he wouldn't. That's a, yeah, he wouldn't that's want, a big yeah. Like, no, you're you're dishonoring his memory, which is what Lupin says to Harry in the third one, where he's like, you're gambling their sacrifice um, by running around yeah. with a map while Sirius mm. Black's out there, obviously before you know Sirius is innocent. Yeah. And he's like, it's almost the same thing. He's like, yeah, you had to go at me for gambling their sacrifice, and now you're, you know, besmirching that by yeah. doing the opposite. And, and as oh. you were saying about out with, out with the old, in with the new, and I've just thought of this in my mind just now, but in the case of Lupin and Tonks, it was in with the old and then out with the new. You know what I'm disgusting. <laughs> yeah, vile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I thought that was quite good oh. <laughs> anyway should we move uh, on to number 8 <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this podcast anymore <laughs> you love it I do yeah, um, yeah number 8 where just everything happens I, yeah. it's, it's the shortest movie though yeah is it yeah it's 2 hours 10 minutes apparently wow I remember seeing this in cinema and like my mum and sister crying and I'm like Really? In that deep? And then I yeah. cried at Toy Story 3 and I was like, oh, I get it now. Okay. Yeah, but the, you know, it's, it's different different apples. Wait, is that the saying? That's not a saying, is it? for different folks. Sure. <laughs> different toys for different boys. Um, different ones for different... Ones. Not ones, not ones. Oh, one, ones. O-N, O-N. Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll go with that one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. So this one, we start with Gringotts, which is like, yeah, okay, cool. My yep. biggest problem with this is they give a lot of other character stuff to Hermione. Like in the book, it's Harry's idea to jump on the dragon when they escape, whereas in this, it's hers. Oh, they just give all the good things to Hermione, don't they? Yeah, and it's, it's again another point where it's like, no, yeah, but that was like Harry's plan. Like, you know, yeah, we've, we've already established, like, she just has everything in her bag. She just comes up with anything. Like, mm. we've already established that they give all Ron's good stuff to her. Yeah, and then some of Harry's. And like, you know, I don't want to say. I'm not saying she's without fault. Like, you know, there's moments where she she just says the one thing too many and it gets him in trouble. Or she goes to clean Harry's cauldron in lessons and it's and he needs to go refill because Snape drops his bottle and now he can't because mine is like, oh, sorry, I cleaned up your cauldron because I thought you were finished. It's like, why are you getting mm. involved? Yeah, and it's <laughs> moments like that. Stay in it, your lane, it, woman. Yeah, where it does, you know, it is detrimental to her. Yeah. But yeah, in here it's like, oh no, Hermione came up with the plan. She said it all. Like, yeah. Really? Like, no one else could have thought of a plan. I mean, um, jumping. I feel like jumping on a dragon is a very much Harry idea. Like Hermione wouldn't think to do that. Well, we've already established she doesn't like flying. Like she says, like Harry, I don't like flying. She's oh, like, yeah. hey, let's jump on this dragon. Like, no, you wouldn't. Like <laughs> such a like a another one of those like things that happens in these movies that's just so batshit crazy yeah. and such a big risk. It's just like. But I do love Why the way it's that? done. Like, oh, it's done. Yeah, the CGI I, I is fantastic yeah, in great. films, and I think a big part of that is because, like, it's they do everything they can practically, and then use just the CGI to just bolster it a bit. Yeah, for sure. Have you did, have you been to the Harry Potter <coughs> uh, tour thing when they have the, uh, the bit in Gringotts where the dragon like comes towards you kind of thing with the smoke and all that? No, that wasn't there when I went. Oh. I went like the first couple of years it was open before all that stuff had kind oh, of that, been added. Uh, that was a good. Well, it was good. I don't mm. really know where I was going with that. I, I do. I do want to go back, but mm. I mean, I think that's why I didn't like Fantastic Beasts that much because like, all the creatures and that and everything was just CGI, CGI. and it was yeah. like I haven't even seen it. Really, I think. Yeah, and it's just like it doesn't feel real. It feels like glossy and you know, it's like it's like the Star Wars prequels to the original Star Wars movies, and the yeah, Hobbit and even, the Hobbits and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. But then, like, you know, even those, they had a few character stand-ins and a few actual practical moments. Whereas this, it was just where, yeah, fantastic pieces, like everything ca- that can be CGI is CGI. God, I don't know. Have you seen Hobbit? Uh, I would say The Hobbit's 98% CGI. Oh, really? I've seen the last one. That's the worst one in terms of CGI. Well, and story. Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's for another pod. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get the Battle of Hogwarts. We what? get the cool reveal of Harry stepping out during the assembly. Oh yeah, that is that's a, that a good Which moment. I think it is better than in the book because in the book it's he's in the Ravenclaw common room and he shows himself to the Carrows. Oh, um, those are the two, the two other. Yeah, people. But we there. get to see him stand up for McGonagall, which we've just discussed is like oh so good. When mm. one of them spits at her and he's like, "You shouldn't have done that!" Bang! And he's like, "Oh, I think <laughs> oh, no, that's it." He uses Crucio on the, on him, I <gasps> and he goes, "Oh, Bellatrix was right." You have to mean it. And McConaughey's like, what the hell's going on? Why are you here? Like, what, what, what? That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I think the cool... Sorry, no, Carol. Uh, and then I was saying, then there's the bit where then they confront Snape. It's McGonagall, like, similarly to the film, but the and it's on the staircase. Yeah, and then, yeah, Flitwick, Sprout, and Slughorn, you don't really do much, but, like, they run into backup. And Flitwick's like, no, you're, you won't kill anyone else again. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, no, these are, these are teachers, like... There's a reason these guys are in charge, and I feel like we don't yeah. really get to see much of that. Oh, you don't films. at all. No, not at all. Even McConaughey doesn't really get much play. Yeah. But, but the, um, b- the, before we get to the Battle of Hogwarts, I want to say the best, I think the best piece of acting in this film is when Hermione takes the Apologies potion as Bellatrix and they go to Gringotts. Because for, oh, for many yeah. years of my life, I wasn't sure if that was M. Watson or if it was Helena Bonham Carter, and I'm still yeah. not sure to this day. And I don't know what yeah. it is. Because she just so has it's... the perfect mannerisms of, of it's Helena Bonacarta pretending acting to be Emma Watson. She was pretending Hermione, to be Bellatrix. Pretending to be Bellatrix. Yeah. But acting like Hermione. Like, oh, it's just so it's good. Just, yeah. Even, like, even then... as a kid, I was like, I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. And I can see it. But it's just <laughs> not making sense in my mind. And then you cross that later on with the films where she is all back to like normal Bellatrix she's all a bit mental and stuff like fighting mm. Molly Weasley and you feel like how is that the same actress I know like, she's, she's, she's just good, so she? good and you heard about um, I think it was on like Graham Norton or one of those chat shows she sent like one of her son, son's friends around and she's like she wants to go home she was going to put on like a black shawl and just walk around with her wand <laughs> and be like okay boys and they're like yeah we're going home now bye and like leave <laughs> I mean she I, she's creepy you have, yeah. to, you have to give it to her I do, yeah, I do like her character. Uh, again, I don't like her character, but she is the best. Yeah, she's very good at best actor, actor actress yeah. in this. Maybe yeah. second to Kenneth Branagh's Gilderoy Lockhart, because he, oh, yeah, he just, yeah. him, isn't he? Like, can everybody yeah. assume? Uh-huh. Can everybody uh-huh. Hear me? Because uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that, he's cut out of the fifth book as well, isn't he? He pops back yeah. up. Yeah, um, and the um, the old mental home. Mm, Neville's parents and that's all discussed about the whole like oh yeah Neville could have been the chosen one and this was like oh thank god for that (laughs) (laughs) poor Neville speaking of Neville should we talk about who destroys the Horcruxes yeah because it's not Harry is it (laughs) no not really so in the films obviously he he's shown to destroy the diadem the tiara thing I think you were saying in the books it's not him that does that that right? Um, I can't. I, I can't remember. It's something like, yeah. I know in the film he stabs it and then gets kicked into the fiend fire. Yeah. But in, I mean, the 
I think, think we, we discussed this last week, but I can't even remember them explaining that it's what Fiendfire is or anything like that. Yeah, no, there is a moment where Hermione's like, Fiend... Again, we said this last time, but she's like, oh, I'd never thought of casting it. So I think it's like... I think they say Harry... I think it's I think it's a moment Harry has the Diadem. Well, he goes to save Malfoy and he makes a choice between one of the others. Hmm. And I think it's he goes to save Malfoy, but then luckily the Diadem gets destroyed by Fiendfire anyway. Um, well, that's I, I don't know. Convenient. I have to, I have to, Double double check, but yeah, because okay, so that one's ambiguous. The cup is Hermione, and then the snake is Neville. Yeah, yeah, and, and obviously Run does the locket. But I think that's in the last one, isn't it? Yeah, that was in yeah. In the and then part one. obviously Voldemort kills the piece in Harry. I'm assuming. Mm. Um, Which again is brilliantly shot that moment, like in the woods. Oh yeah, I, I just feel really bad for Hagrid. They got tied up. Yeah. And like he had to watch Harry die. Like, oh my god, the poor guy. And how good does to have a kid named after him? Oh, there's yeah, Albus Severus. Where Albus was, where Severus. Was, also, why was... not give one of the weird names to each of your sons and not save them all for the younger one? It's just me. Yeah. Like, why? Like, I mean, I don't know if she is, but like the daughter. Could you imagine if he called her Ruby after Rubius? Oh, that would have been good. I like imagine how much imagine how much he, Hagrid would have cared for that little girl. I know. Like also, he would have adored her. Do you think that Ginny was fine with Harry just naming all their kids? Like she didn't really have a say in it. That's probably because all of her family took Arthur and Molly and every other name under them. She's like, <laughs> didn't have any left. So like, I'm certainly not calling him Percy. That ah, fuck Percy. Yeah. All my homies. Well, who hate does, Percy. He does redeem himself in this one, doesn't he? He does come. Uh, I mean he's the there. Like he's there. In the film, it doesn't really yeah, I mean, it doesn't even explain that he's not there in the films. Like you sort of no. see it, but you, you don't. They don't talk about it. No, but then he has his moment when he comes back, which is sad because every time that happens, I'm like, oh, that means we're about to lose Fred, and I'm like, oh, now I'm mm. sad. There was no need for Fred to die. It was so unnecessary. It was it's literally at the same time, just I feel for, like it's just for shock. There's no. Yeah. It's not but like then you could argue there's, like... there's no reason for anyone to die in battle and war and all this. If you want to no, get... I guess, but it seems like oh, I'm just going to kill one of the twins because I know it will shock people, like mm. because that's the last person you'd want to die. But just killing someone because people don't want them to die, I don't feel like is the best reason. When, but then again, I'm not a writer, so who knows? But then, I, but then for me, I was like, well, that just means like no one's safe. Like if he yeah, can true, die, then, they do it then right anyone the can. But it's not like they do it earlier on, and then you then you're wary for the rest of the films. It's just done no, right that's at true, the end, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like you kill Lupin, you kill Tonks, you kill Fred, you kill Lavender Brown. <laughs> They're all just dead, like right at the end, and you don't even see them die. So it's just like, oh, mm. this big battle happened. Oh, and by the way, a bunch of the people you like are dead, but you didn't even see it. I wanted. I mean, again, it's my own personal preference. I wanted Lupin to have more of a like definitive ending. Yeah, because you just see definitive. Him dead. You just see him yeah, and Tonks like, he... reaching out to each other, and they could definitely touch hands. I know they could. They're yeah, not trying. Even in the, even in the book, it's just like, where's where's Luke, where's Remus? Oh, he was off fighting Dolohoff for one of the Death Eaters, and the next thing you just see him dead. And it's like, oh, you could have done something so interesting with that character. Like, there's a group of students that like, being attacked, and he runs in and like saves them because he's the teacher. You know, he's that, that's his character. Is he's he's the teacher, or I don't know. He ah, oh, I, I don't know what you could do. <laughs> Also, this is another thing. Go back to what I was saying about uh, Order of the Phoenix. Um, yeah, I suppose this is the only character you can do it with. Why, if we were going to reshoot that in a more creative way, why not have Sirius use his animagus form while fighting? Oh, like, that'd, that'd be cool. 
So imagine he's dueling and then like running and then mid run, he turns into the dog, bites Lucius's leg and like drags him off the rock and like flings him off, turns back to human to take someone else out. And like, yeah, like. I don't mean sick, oh. but he, would he have been naked? Uh, no, he transforms with clothes on in the other moments. But then how come? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. And I was, I was thinking, because you know, I was like, oh, maybe have Lupin turn into the wolf and then he dies. But I'm like, nah, because the wolf isn't him. He's like, that goes against like yeah. him being <clears> his <throat> person. I don't know. I feel like he should have had a cool, a cool moment to die. Yeah. Rather well, than most, just most of the characters didn't really have like a cool moment other than like the, the main three, I guess, and yeah. Neville. I mean, like, even like Fred's is covered in the book and he says, like, Oh, you're joking, Purse. Like you're telling a joke. Boom, and then he gets blown up. And it is like so, like, yeah, un, un not unheroic, but like you know, just bang, I, there's I an explosion, mean, yeah. and it's just there. It's like wow. Which I always, I am a sucker for when people like buy media. It's just have them, boom, just dead. You know how yeah, the you, boys you, handle it. Yeah, you don't have to make like a big song and dance about it. Like that, boom, you, you're dead. Have you seen Kong Skull Island? No. Oh, there's a bit where um. The monster's chasing them. And this guy's like, you guys go. And the guy's like, no, what are you doing? And he turns around and he's got the, all these grenades. And he like pulls the pin and he's looking up at this big monster and he thinks the monster's going to eat him. And as it comes down, it just flicks him with his tail and he just flies off into a mountain and just explodes. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> that was all for nothing. <laughs> That's what I mean. I love, I love deaths like that where it's just like so sudden. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. This is real. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, take, take it like invincible. Like the mm. bit with the pilot, like Mark goes through this big thing and saving him, and he's like, "You're fine." He's like, "Wow, thanks, man." And then Omni Man comes down, just like squish, no, squish your head. Spoilers yeah. for Invincible, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, Oops. um, but yeah, so and yeah, get seeing Fred get that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of yeah. Enough. Again, in the film, they don't do that. No, I mean you do kind of see him fighting, but it's not like I don't know if it's his death scene. Yeah, you, you see, him, like, you see him like against the floor, and I think someone disarms him. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's Fred. It could be George. Who knows? Oh, we will never know. Never. Never, never, never. Um, I will do. We'll go back to Harry's big reveal in the Great Hall. Yeah, go. Because again, I think that's the closest. Again, the closest thing to their Avengers moment they were ever going to get. Was, oh, sure. Your, yeah. your security seems to be lacking. Bam. Bam. And, and, and then suddenly, all the fucking order comes in. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. Which would be great if we spent like, more than like two films with each of them. But you know, yeah. Like, come on, we don't even really know Kingsley Shacklebolt. No, let's like, be real. Bill yeah. Weasley is like he's gets introduced in Goblet of Fire at book four, and like we never see him again until we, we don't meet him till you know the last film, part one. Yeah, and we're supposed to care about his wedding. Come on now, okay. Yeah, um, oh, so I mean, I think overall, like it's a it's a good ending, and they, they yeah. do it well. Even like the, the last scene, like the 19 years later, or whatever, like it's done well, I think, and they look good. Um, I, yeah, I just wish the, the final battle had more to it, I suppose. Yeah, I think my biggest gripe with it is, like, the 19 years. I understand why she did that. She's like, this, like, this cements the ending. It's like, okay, yeah, fine. But there's no, like, we don't get an immediate debrief of the world afterwards. Yeah, like, we don't know, we don't know what's going on. Or like, not other than an offhand, like, oh, Kingsley Shacklewell was just named Minister for Magic. Like, okay, but... What, what, you, what, what now? Like, there's a massive power <laughs> vacuum in the ministry. Okay, so Kingsley's going to fill that. You've got to weed out the old Death Eaters. McGonagall takes over the school. Fine. But who are the new heads of houses? What happens to other characters? Does Hagrid get, you know, re Does he uh, get his wand back? Like, yeah. You know, 
that Harry and Ginny, do they instantly move into Grimmauld Place? What happens to Creature? Like, you know, there's all these questions that are like left unanswered. And I know yeah. why she did it, but... Because I suppose then if you do the 19 years later thing, you, you can't really then go back and do films in between that time. Hmm. Or no, like stories in between that time sort of thing. Yeah, I guess. But then I'm sure one day they'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you will have an answer to this. Do you have any like head cannons in like the Harry Potter universe that you like run Ooh. with? Because uh, I have a couple. I feel like if I if I had had time, like, if I had time to like think about this for days on end, mm. I'm sure I, I, there's been things that I have thought, but off the top of my dome, I can't really think of anything. So like, I always like the idea of Hagrid gets, like, especially McGonagall being in charge, lets lets him he gets his wand back and he gets to finish his education at Hogwarts. <laughs> so like he's not necessarily like he's a student like he doesn't hang around in the common rooms because he's a fully grown man and that's a bit weird but well, have you been to uni <laughs> oh that's true or i just like i just like the idea of harry taking him to Diagon alley to repay the favor and like that'd be, that'd be sweet or like harry sending him you know books and being like you know yeah. wrote like you know you're gonna need these and it's like oh um i also like the idea of and we didn't touch on them because they're barely in this but the dursleys um Dudley having a magical kid like down the line oh imagine yeah and then that's like him reconnecting with Harry it kind of builds on that whole like I don't think you're a waste of space like uh, yeah that, isn't that cut out of the film yeah yeah you just see them leaving in the car yeah they cut out the whole mm. but even, nice, uh, nice thing yeah but in the book it's like a whole big thing and like it's quite nice because it's like between the three Dursleys there's like one extreme to the next so there's Vernon mm. who's like yep all right see you later Harry I don't care like I will, I'm, I will not lose sleep over thinking about you again Petunia who's like again like she says there's a deleted scene where she's like you know you didn't just lose a mother that night I lost my sister like yeah. my <clears throat> world changed forever that day and then Dudley who's like I'm sorry and you saved my life like mm. I can't undo like you know he's almost remorseful like I can't undo the things I did to you growing up but I didn't know any better and I can only hope you forgive me yeah and yet they left those out of the book the film oh, because I know, oh. so much out but overall good film series yeah. <laughs> but yeah i do i do like Big the part of our yeah yeah i can't I, honestly i feel like I, if i had some time i could probably think about something i literally i can't think of anything off the top of my head right now yeah um yeah, I got oh, I suddenly, suddenly i'm just so hot and i don't know why i think thinking about all this harry potter is getting me hot under the collar it sounds like you're leading into a sp- sponsored segment <laughs> like, good thing I've got this new ice blue water bottle that keeps me cool. Guys, when I'm in the summer and I get hot, you know, there's nothing I like more than a refreshing drink. Thanks to Ice Blue for hooking us up. Speaking of, speaking of sponsors, I, know, I haven't spoken about it in the pod. I think I told you about it. But, um, we got a message on Instagram about potentially like receiving a product and, you know, doing a review on it or whatever. And it was called Soothe My Balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if. Anybody else wanted to sponsor us that isn't about soothing balls, hit us up. Yeah, please, because <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. But we don't want we don't want to sh- sh- sell your ball trimmers yeah, as much as we might use them. I uh, yeah, I think maybe if the name was a bit different, I'd consider it. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. It seems like the wrong message, you know. <laughs> yeah, just a tad. Just um, that, was, that was funny. Any final thoughts on Harry Potter? Or we? Um, I think I I do have a, a bit of like rose-tinted glasses in the sense that like because i did grow up watching it i think i do hold it a bit higher than maybe what it actually is 
because the films i don't i wouldn't say they're like masterpieces <laughs> but i think what they did as a whole and its success and its impact is, is mm. you can't really compare there's yeah, very it's few like, things it's you can been like star it. wars in that way like they're not yeah. perfect films but what they did it's groundbreaking yeah for sure and like all the extra stuff it's spawned off of it like in terms of like fan-made stuff and or, or yeah. just the impact it has had on like pop culture and that probably the most successful book to film adaptation i'd say uh yeah in terms of well unless you count comic books <laughs> oh yeah maybe yeah but like yeah but not novel still. wise yeah i think franchise wise mm, do you reckon it's made more money like, than all the james bond film uh i'm sure we can find out on wikipedia should we look it up quick before we wrap this up yeah, i'll have a look hang on uh oh before we go how what's your ranking for these four films oh okay so i would go so i know six is my favorite <laughs> below that i'd put so I'd go, I think I'd go six, seven, eight, five. Weirdly. Uh, yeah, I think I might be inclined to agree with you. Just because, yeah, I just have a soft spot for six. Uh, Aragog. What's this? Series. <clears throat> oh, okay. Wait, hang on. What are we saying it's more than? James Bond. Just because I know there's like 26 of those or something ridiculous. Yeah. James Bond is sixth. Where's Harry is three. Ooh. The only things beating it are Marvel Star Wars and Star and Wars. Marvel and Mac. And, mm. and underneath it directly are Avengers and then Spider-Man. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then James and then James Bond and the next men. So Mar- Disney's getting their cash in there. Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> where, where's Lord, where's like Middle Earth in there? Because I know there's six films that all reached uh, around then a million. Ninth, just above Fast and Furious and underneath Batman. Uh, fair. Fair enough. I'll take it. Twilight take Saga's it. in here. I did not know that. Next episode confirmed Twilight Saga. <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> just kidding. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. Yeah, very very much so. It's, mm. It was nice to do an episode discussing them because I've rewatched them recently, but I haven't like really gone too in depth <laughs> thinking about them. Yeah, check out that scene of Lupin and the music, and you'll see what I mean. Mm. Next time I see you, I might have to force you to sit down and watch it. Okay, if I don't watch Just it before then, which maybe I will. You <gasps> oh. don't know. Also, listeners, you should do that too. Yeah, I'll um, I'll see if I can put someone on Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, give me a minute. So, so sometimes I forget that we're also talking to people that are listening, and we're not just talking to each other. Yeah, I always forget that. But then these are the conversations we would have with ourselves anyway. Yeah, yeah I think no, that's why yeah. this works because I'm not. I'm not that I'm not here for the audience, but you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy just chatting to you, really. No, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think we could have sat here for like what is it? Like probably over twenty hours now <laughs> talking yeah, about stuff. Jesus. If we didn't enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, do you want to wrap it up? Wrap this yeah, up? well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening. You can find us across on all uh, podcast platforms. So Spotify, Instagram, uh, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever that's called. Um, possibly Amazon, but who knows? We'll never know. Uh, yeah. If you want to follow us on the socials, you can follow us on Twitter at AverageInitPod. If you want to find us on Instagram, we are the Average uh, Initiative. Is that right? Mm. Um, well, there's no, uh, but yeah, you're almost right. Av- average Initiative. <laughs> no, yeah, the Average Initiative. The the Average Initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but on there, okay. If you type in Average on my Instagram, the first thing that comes up is the Average Initiative, and then underneath that is Average Sex. Like I, I think it's a band. But... Well, 
I'm 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 happy to be in, in such good company. <laughs> mm. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, uh, where I think versions of this go up as well. Am I correct? Yeah, I haven't actually put the last three episodes up, but I will get okay. around to doing that. Well, but they get what well, uh, you know they get they get like zero to one at views of videos. So. Yeah, it's more of an archive. So I don't actually really think I tweeted fun. out the last episode either, so I might have to quickly update that. Um, uh, but send us your thoughts on Harry Potter on Instagram and Twitter. The we'll try and read some out uh, next episode, maybe. If you've got any thoughts or fun fan theories or head cannons or just general thoughts on yeah. Harry Potter, um, I mean, I know we just said we sometimes forget there's listeners, but we do kind of want to get you guys more engaged with this. So sure. do feel free to send yeah, anything in. Tweet us or Instagram message or whatever you want to do. Just any any feedback you have or questions or anything. If you just send them in, we will promise to read every single one out. Yeah, we had one last week. Um, a friend of ours uh, was saying he just binged uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now it was all out. And he said he managed to catch up on the podcast. There's yeah. a tweet. Let me see if I can find it. I know that. Crystal that Palace. Good. You know who you are, James. Uh, Everyone knows who you are. Now. I had to call him off earlier because I was listening to the radio and there was a thing about football. That did make sense to me. Because... <laughs> like Chelsea and Leicester played the other day in the yeah. like for the trophy and then it was like oh and they're playing again for the league and I was like they didn't Leicester just win I started to call him up I was like I don't I don't understand can you explain <laughs> last in the middle of Asda buying dinner he was like all right so here's the thing there's two competitions maybe he should start a football podcast and we can listen to that one <laughs> mm. um where is it yeah, here. Just finished your Falcon Winter Soldier episodes. Having been to the series at the weekend, must say, lads, top work. So thank you, James, oh, for that. Thanks, James. We always, we always appreciate it. Um, so that was the only tweet we got this week. But did we, did we read out the the review we got on Apple Podcasts? Did I ever read that? Out? Right, let me, uh, let me it. I can't remember. Uh, here we go. Let me just search us. The average initiative. I can't remember if we read it out or not. We're going to read it out again. It is from a guy called Sam, who I do know in real life. He said, cold eggs are for suckers. Love the pod. Keep it up. Scotch eggs are the only form of cold eggs which are, upset, which are acceptable. The rest are for people who don't indicate our roundabouts. You know what, Sam? You're definitely onto something there. No. He's, he's got You're the right thoughts. I rate your, no, 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 I rate your rating one out of ten. Well, I rate your rating of his rating one out of 20. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter just checking up on the thing and yeah. uh, Bob Ross is trending. Just so I'd let you know. One day I'm going to put that picture up of you as dressed as Bob Ross. Is that before or after your stepdad made me do Sambuca? Probably before and after. Probably a before and after picture. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Um, oh, I've got to finish wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, thank you to 5am beats for our intro music uh, hit them up if you need any sound done or if you just want to see some fun beats um, I think a lot of his stuff on YouTube is like free to use for projects and stuff so don't quote me on that it may not be commission him pay your artists just like we paid him and Alicia Illustrations for our logo find her link below as well uh, uh, I don't think we paid 5am beats but it's because oh sorry you know that. I'm, I'm helping him get business yeah, oh, we, yeah we pay him yeah and he's not at all related to us. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you to him and yeah, Alicia Illustrations for our logo. Fantastic work. I still absolutely love it. The poster is now hanging on my wall. I need to send you a picture. Yay. I was going to put it where my Captain America shield was and I was like, mm, 
then it's going to cover it up. So I put it on the opposite wall. Yeah, yeah, you can't cover up Captain. Exactly. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you. Where, uh, where are you on Twitter? Oh, that's right. I'm at Geo Dursley on Twitter and Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm at Creechmeister on Twitter and Instagram. Now you do your thing. Sign as well. Yeah, I'm so bad at signing off. Like, uh, <laughs> the I sign, the attention the signs off. The, the signs off. The sign offs are like probably just as long as like the entire like intro. But... Yeah, because <laughs> we get so like distracted. Yeah, I'm here um, for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, next week. What are we do next week? I was gonna float some ideas to you off air but i guess yeah i yeah. don't know just look I mean, out i was yeah what, you got an idea oh well i was just thinking put some ideas on a poll on instagram oh yeah it's a good idea yeah i'll do that and um, just have <clears> people <throat> vote on them because otherwise that's gonna be really awkward yeah all right, well i guarantee yeah. we'll get a couple of votes at least yeah okay cool all right <laughs> then everyone thank you for listening and we'll see you soon thanks guys see you later bye bye